Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. What's up, Colin? Yeah, you are listening to Unbecoming of Age. With me, John mm, Craig. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And me, Colin Flynn. We yeah. are two guys. Our shtick is we started a podcast. We haven't ever laid eyes on each other. Not he's in real the, life. Yeah, he's all the way out in New Jersey. I live in Iowa. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. It's yeah, somebody asked me about this, and I said, just imagine two grown ass men, and uh, we are kind of like just guys sitting in blanket forts. With a microphone. With a, we, we each have a microphone. John's got yep. his blanket fort mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out in New and, Jersey. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, two tin cans and a string. Yes, absolutely. The modern version of it. And we're trying to figure out exactly what the hell is going on with things. And I know you've had a uh, busy week. I, I, I thought just for the fun of it, we could just hop maybe uh, straight to the phone uh, today. We've been doing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you, you've probably got some, some tales from the road, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we got this phone call. I just thought uh, somebody, I don't know, I guess we haven't been clear enough, but uh, let's just uh, see what they All right, I can't calling. wait to hear this calling. All right. What do you do, Dave? I'm confused. What do you do? I listen to your podcast, but I have no idea what you do. So, first of all, Dave, what the hell is that? <laughs> did, 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 did this guy leave his name? Uh, no, he didn't. He's, mm-hmm. I was like, seriously, Dave? Was it the whole message? Yeah, it was a, he just wants to know what the hell we do. He's just confused. What the hell do you do? And I was like, what? It's a good question. I mean, yeah. and once we track down Dave, I'm going to tell you, Dave, well, I'll tell you what, Dave, Dave doesn't do a damn fucking thing around here, okay? <laughs> Colin and I are doing everything, and I do hardly anything, so Colin's doing most of it. I do very little, and Dave doesn't do dick. <laughs> we need more out of Dave. You caught me um, mid-swallow here. Um, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we need more out of Dave, a little more output from Dave, for sure. I want so. more calls like that. I want more calls that'll make the f- just no sense whatsoever. It was, it was, yeah, it was kind of out there. I was like, was that the only call? That was the only call we got this week. Just really? somebody calling for Dave. And I said, like, Dave's not here, man. Dave. I may start calling in. You, you're just going to I may just fake start. Calls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That might work, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This week has been, it's been, I, I know you're on the road. Um, I spent some time, I was uh, digging around. I'm still trying to find kind of the uh, doppelganger podcast uh, that is uh, somewhat like ours. It's not out there. I'm convinced. There's, there's nobody doing what we're doing. So what, uh, what are we doing exactly, Dave? We don't know, Dave. Dave. <laughs> should, we, should we answer, Dave? I don't know. Should no, I, honestly, for the rest of the episode, I'd be like, hey, Dave, I was down in uh, Florida. <laughs> what, what, what was it, Dave? Well, I was on a trip, a work trip, Dave. <laughs> what were you doing, Dave? What kind of work do you do? I'm I don't know. Fuck, fuck Dave. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're both assholes, both Daves, all three of us. <laughs> yeah, Dave Dave's our Dave, producer, Dave. absentee producer, dick. Oh, geez. Yeah, Dave's not getting paid enough, obviously. So, yeah, I was trying to find the uh, – I was talking about the podcasting. I was trying to find the doppelganger thing just because I'm looking for people with common sensibilities to ours. I th- and uh, Well, just, get, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that uh, Jeremy Lopez – I mean, I, I, I definitely – I've listened uh, – again, I've listened to a few episodes. And when he's talked about stuff, I uh, – 
I kind of see a lot of things the way he seems to see it. I mean, I'm yeah. not into video games or, or what else is he into? Uh, he's, I don't know. he's into. He actually I'm talks into about beer. wrestling and beer. I wrestling. I'm not into wrestling anymore. No. Uh, no, uh, that, uh, that wrestling thing. You know, oh, here's something that came. I up. hate radio. I fucking here's, hate radio. <laughs> he here's something that came up this week. So yeah. I, I had listened to uh, Marin's podcast. He interviewed uh, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very disinterested in that one. I was well, trying to listen, but I, you know, I, I, th- I thought he sounded to me. Culkin did. Macaulay sounded. He sounded a little more normal than maybe I thought he might be. And I was, I'm always a little bit intrigued by those people, mm-hmm. like those child stars that you know, all of a sudden are mega Sounds rich. And, very normal. Yeah, and and he talked about this podcast, this uh, that he's started. He uh, he has a podcast called Bunny Ears with uh, a friend of his. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, I'll listen to this. And I listened for a little bit. And uh, when I first started listening to it, I, I tweeted out to him. I just thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a, a compliment and see what happens. And boom, right away, I get a response back from Cully. Is that how you say his name? Macaulay. Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. He, he fucking tweeted back to me. He, he just, I was, we were having this, this moment. And uh, then mm-hmm. I'm listening to his podcast. I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. I, I, weird is that that he actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. said something it was, and it was really innocuous really you know it's sure. like a great show and he was like he said something like hey yeah thanks or something one of those kind of tweets and um then it was rolling along and i thought it was kind of interesting and all of a sudden they fucking started talking about wrestling but really we he and his buddy are both into it. i was like fucking just kill me now just <laughs> i i can get down with that because i i was a fan when i was a kid <sighs> See, that's that's just it. When you're a kid, when you're a fucking kid, it's well, okay. Once you, read, you reach about nine or ten, and you can look behind, it's pretty easy to look behind the, the, I, the fucking curtain, and you're like, this is... <laughs> well, this is, yeah. even when I was in my 20s, it got pretty interesting. Like, there was a time where, I don't know if it may have been still branded WWF before the World Wildlife uh, Foundation sued Vince McMahon and won that case. Yeah. Um, and they also had uh, Ted Turner had his wrestling. So you had these two wrestlings on. They competed pretty hard against one another. And uh, some <sighs> of the no, storylines were getting no, raunchy. No, they didn't. It was all, it's all it's fake. They no, but competing. they were competing with, with no. one another for ratings. They it's weren't competing they, with one another for fucking... They weren't real matches. They were all, all ma- fucking fake. But, but, that's <laughs> all, but that part's made up, too. That's all... It's, it's just... It's no, like no, po- I'm it's aware like of politics. that. It's like politics. I, I, it's all made up. It's just... But there was some there were some fun and good storylines and some good characters. <laughs> but I, you know that I have a friend, uh, yeah, a yeah. friend from college, Brian Gewertz, who um, was like kind of the head writer for WWE. I mean, obviously, uh, Vince McMahon and his son Shane were sort of like the go-to guys. <sighs> yeah. But whatever. Anyway, like the buck stopped with Vince McMahon. But Brian was a writer for years, and there there have been times as as is recent so now he doesn't work there full-time anymore he may do some very, he may do some consulting he works for uh Dwayne the rock johnson for Dwayne johnson's seven bucks productions as like the senior vice president of tv development or something like that anyway um i've been at a friend's house playing poker with brian during the nhl playoffs and he had to watch live wrestling and take notes <laughs> And we just sat there, and it was like, oh, my God. And now he was legitimately oh working. And he's like, got to work it. What did they do? How did they perform? What is this? And give feedback. to it. And it was like, it was torture to watch. I mean, you know, there are things about it that are kind of funny. And, you know, I know when I knew when Brian had written something or the right or the, you know, the 
performers, the wrestler performers that he wrote with, wrote for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really get down with it. I'm so happy that my kids have never been into it because there's so much in the world now that who's going to watch wrestling. But growing yeah. up, that's all there was on Saturday for like a boy outside of cartoons once you got over cartoons. I'd, I'd had to look at Brian at that point. I would just look him straight in the face and I would have said, Dave, I, I feel like I don't know you. I don't know what, <laughs> don't know what the fuck you do. Dave. That's all about, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's, um, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated that uh, Macaulay Culkin's like 37. Yes. Because I feel like, how do you still like, if you're younger than a certain age, how do you still like wrestling? Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. People are into. There's some new wrestling thing. I've been I've been seeing tweets about something that's coming out. But people, people still at that age, they they they're still into it. They're still believing it. But for me, I, like I said, when you're a little kid, and it's all that stuff, and uh, you know th- th- that's okay. And uh, but after a certain age, it's just fucking retarded. <laughs> well, I I wanted to have I want to have Brian Gewertz on the show as yeah. one of our guests, and you really hate wrestling. I don't know that we can do it. <laughs> I, okay, so my, what popped into my head right there was I remember my old, I, I, I was actually in, in, in Iowa, we are known for uh, the, the sport of wrestling, wrestling, and my, my, I remember my high school wrestling coach called that, he goes, if I ever hear you calling that wrestling, I'll kill you, it's ras- that's wrestling. That's wrestling. Rass- that's wrestling. Right. This mm-hmm. is wrestling, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I, I'm... <sighs> I like I like The Rock. Uh, I've never seen him wrestle. I, I've never uh, seen one of his performances, but I, I do like what Dwayne Johnson is very uh, talented. Yeah, he's, he's, he's turned a, into mm-hmm. he. Uh, John Cena, I know who he is. But he's I've never he's seen actually him. very talented. He's pretty talented too. I haven't seen him do it either. Mm-hmm. And I know they do a lot. There's a lot of crazy flips and all that shit that they do and all the drama and I and the you know Hulk Hogan and all that kind of shit and everything. Big Foley. He's a he's a pretty interesting guy too. There's uh, only so was, much time in the world, yeah. and you got to be able to, you know, you got to be able to pick and choose what the fuck is it you're going to do with your life. And I just, I, I can't give my, my life, I can't give two hours of my life over to wrestling. I just can't do it. I just can't fucking do it. <laughs> so never, you never watched any wrestling. Um, you know, I, I don't. Uh, Gorgeous George. I've no well, um, way, 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 way Go- back. Gorilla there, Monsoon. No, I don't remember those names. Um, I do remember. Um, uh, like I suppose I watched Hulk Hogan a little bit in in that era. Whoever he would have been uh, wrestling with, but um, Chief Jay Strongbow. I'm just going to list names. I'm going to just throw names out. Ricky, Ricky, uh, Steamboat. I got nothing. Dragon. Got nothing. No? Okay. Got nothing. You know these, <laughs> Meaningless these to guys. you. The it's Wild all, Samoans. They could walk right by me in the grocery store, like you, and I wouldn't know who the fuck they were. The wild Samoans <laughs> could not. If, if the wild Samoans walked past you in a grocery store, you would know. You'd be like, those. I don't know who those motherfuckers are, but they're somebody. They don't were all giant Samoans fucking like, Samoans. All they're Samoans giant. are giant. And, With and crazy hair. We have. We, I'm close to Iowa City here, the University of Iowa. And, you know, you have occasional, occasionally, you'll have a Samoan uh, playing football, and you, know, you just you see a Samoan. They're all big, mm-hmm. crazy-looking, they like they're going to eat uh, whatever is in front of them sort of thing. I'm... I'm wearing, you know, normally I wear my hair up. I usually wear it in a, in a, in a lady bun, you know. Yeah. I have it down today, and I've got these crazy curls. I've got wild Samoan hair right yeah, now. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you, should yeah. A, you should get it's a matching sh- shirt. Well, they, they probably got some some shirts you could wear that would that would fit, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I should wear like a muumuu, like a wild Samoan <sighs> muumuu. Um, yeah. All right, so you're not down with the wrestling. Um, now, how was Bunny Ears otherwise? Prior to them talking about wrestling. 
when you clearly tap out uh, yeah i think it? yeah I, mean, I did i tapped out i just done seriously uh but um i think maybe there's some potential there um he hmm. macaulay seems halfway normal i don't know Ooh. It's it's intriguing. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a train wreck thing. He has a lot of a, you know he shared with Marin some of that little bit of stuff about the uh, Michael Jackson thing that I thought was uh, you know stuff everybody'd wondered about and worried about and uh, mm-hmm. it was I don't know I know that's been a long time ago and some people don't give a shit but it's uh, I don't know it's kind of cool I thought but uh, yeah I, also I was like, I was in and out of sleep while listening to it because I I was sick all last week during the yeah. trip to Florida it sucked. So, while you were in Florida and you were uh, talking about the ba- basking in the heat, uh, I decided I had a, f- a couple of uh, a couple of buddies, a few that uh, decided they thought let's they invited me to go uh, skiing, uh, not um, distant snow skiing. I would love to have gone someplace like uh, back in the day I used to go skiing a lot, like in Utah and things like that. But this is just a, um, we have a local a place a couple hours away from here. Uh, they got to make fake snow because we haven't really had enough snow, but it's uh, over by the Mississippi River, and so we got these little um, hills. They're not; it's not a mountain or anything like that. But uh, they, you know, they do a pretty good job with what's there. It, it, it's it's kind of a, a fun day, and so when we got over there, I thought, all right, um, we're going to rent equipment when we got over there, and uh, everybody decided, uh, let's you know, I can ski okay, I, you know, I can I, I can keep you know tips up and you know pretty much go out throughout the day without uh, too much incident and uh, if I don't get crazy but um, everybody was like all right well let's, let's snowboard let's do snowboarding and I was like fuck you know I just I don't know how to snowboard you've never know. done it no uh, and so okay so let's let's all right all right fuck I'll, I'll try the snowboarding why not and okay you gotta it's this is I when I'm not getting too uh, I'm not getting too into the idea that I, I've got to you know be the fashionista ski person so uh, and I haven't got a lot of equipment so um, on the way over there I thought or as they were uh, were getting things ready I thought all right what can I do um, so the only real th- uh, I guess really snowwear that I've got right now that worked for what we we're going to do was I brought I got these brown Carhartt coveralls mm-hmm. that are kind of beat up and uh yeah pretty I'm badass just, yeah i thought i'm going carhartt today so i got the carharts on and then i thought i've got a i'd borrowed okay a a ski helmet from a friend of mine that was uh that was pretty cool as a red bull ski helmet so i got the red bull ski helmet with the uh shiny you know flip down goggle thing on it uh which i'm feeling pretty cool about this it's like pretty badass so um and i also wear my um my shemog you know what a shemog is I do. I do not. Okay. Um, let me see if I can describe it. Shemag is it's like a it's like a scarf, uh, you know, a neck scarf thing. But it's it's, it's like in the um, like the if you in the Middle East where the, yeah, I know, I, I knew what it was once you once you told me. I I have a good sense. Yeah, so like those checkery, th- you know, like you'd see somebody a sniper wearing in special forces guy in, in Iran or something like that coming off the desert. So I've got one of those. So that's, that's looking kind of hipster cool, I, I think, in my mind. And I've got my mm-hmm. uh, my badass uh, farmer coveralls on and my, and my Red Bull hat. And So I'm thinking, all right, snowboard, I can fit in with this crowd a little bit. I get out there and realize, you know, Jesus, even in Iowa, these, uh, everybody that's out there is like, it's like everybody's trying to, it's all North Face and, you know, all the... You, I'm underdressed. I'm feeling like I'm underdressed. No, I disagree. I, I go the other direction. That's a badass look. Absolutely. Just, just be the opposite. real snowboarders would be like, 
Yeah, oh, check out that motherfucker. Well, they were kind of giving me some more. It's a little bit like what's going on here. But and and um, I have this um, Irish stubbornness. I think that works out for me with skiing, and it kind of did with the snowboarding thing a little bit. Um, I, I was like, fuck it, I don't want to be eating the mountain or the the hill all day long. So uh, I tried to figure out um, fairly quick. You know, um, I would go over to buy this, uh, and, and I didn't want to pay for for the lessons thing, but I got kind of close enough by the bunny hill over here with a guy that was uh, doing some lessons with people, and he's. He's talking about you, know, you got you to do. This is called buttering, and it's like we're buttering a piece of bread. And I want you to learn a buttering, you know. And I'm like, okay. So I'm trying to watch what he's doing. He's kind of leaning in a little bit. And he's doing this buttering thing. He's going. Mm-hmm. And we got pressing, and we're you know the pressing is gonna you know it's gonna slow you down, and then spinning. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck. All right, I got to learn what is it? Buttering and pressing. You don't need it. Spinning. Mm-hmm. But I, I got onto that. Fairly quick, actually. I got right. the, you know, so I could, you know, kind of reasonably move around a little bit and semi-stop and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, you know, I ended up uh, eating it a few times, pretty good during the day. But everything's mm-hmm. going pretty well. Okay, uh, it's getting dark. Uh, we went over. I don't know. It's probably by the time we got actually on the hill, it's probably like one or two p.m. And it's, it, we'd been out there for a while and had some good fun. And I, I got to the point where I was even going over there with this. There's this jump thing that you could go to go down this little bowl deal that they got they built, and you could uh, hit this jump. And um, I was feeling comfortable enough that I was hitting that. Uh, it felt like to me like I was I was doing pretty pretty well. I mean, as far as you know, I got up in the air a little bit and I wasn't. I was landing. Yeah, I was landing. And I wasn't killing myself or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's going all right. So we could get we decided to take a break and, and get something to eat. And we we're sitting in the this little lodge thing they've got, uh, which isn't. Yeah, you know, this is this is fucking Iowa. It's not real big, um, but. Um, they had some kind of a promotion going thing. There was a microbrewery that was out there, and they had some brews going there. And uh, I think I might have had one shot. Maybe somebody bought a shot. But it was, uh, and I wasn't driving and uh, drank a, a couple of beers. And I was like, fuck it now. I'm thinking, I'm done. I'm not going to go back out on the hill. And then uh, I happened to run into this guy that um, I haven't seen in probably 15, 20 years. And uh, just he's walking by. Hey. How's it going, Dean? Dean, what's up? You know, so we sit down, we start talking, and, and uh, end up having another beer or two. And uh, it's probably this, you know, microbrew. It's probably something a little stronger than it should have been. But he's like, "Let's go out. Let's go. Out. Let's go back out. Let's go. Out. You know, let's go go for another run." And uh, he's snowboarding too. So I'm thinking, all right, this is great. So we're gonna go out. And it's now it's it's dark, 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 and it's uh, colder and uh, everything. And I get snowboard on. And I'm just like, have you gone down this spot down here? Is it? And uh, he's like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's, let's jump. So I go down fly down the hill and uh i knew right when i got off the jump all right i fucked this up <laughs> i i hit the jump and i could tell i was back too far and i just kind of just basically laid out flat and just pancake just bam hit hit the ground hard and it's kind of the the, the surface was it on your ass was it like your coccyx bone uh pretty much flat on my back mm, just mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a flat out back thing and i landed so hard that when i landed i thought that everything was fucking broken i thought i have broken my spine <laughs> i thought you know i was whatever and this uh ski patrol person comes uh, sliding over and stops by me and's like uh, looks down he was like oh, he's got the helmet uh, with the with the uh, light on it and so looking down at me and as i'm like you know squinting up looking at uh, this dude and he's like um are you okay i'm like i don't know it's like uh can you move everything i'm like i i don't know if i can move anything <laughs> and then he's like on his radio, uh, got somebody. We're going to need a. We're going to need a. Blah blah blah. blah. He's doing something. I'm calling. I'm calling for backup. And uh, 
in about uh, I don't know 60 seconds they've got two or three other people over there and they're and they they want to put me on the little uh, sled thing oh yeah the little stretcher slide thing. yeah a little stretcher slide thing so, so yeah yeah they they and they actually yes yeah, so I, I i'm like all right fuck it because i'm still like my bell is wrong i'm like thinking oh my god but now on the as we're getting on there i'm realizing all right i can kind of move around but i just might basically get the wind knocked out of me pretty good and, when know. did this happen it's um, sunday sunday january 28th right now so a couple of days ago yeah a couple of days ago it was like uh thursday night um, oh wow okay. yeah so uh yeah so uh by the time we get down to bottom hill and I'm, I'm ornery enough i'm like all right fuck it uh, i'm fine i'm fine you know and they're like well we mm-hmm. should probably take you to, we should probably take you to the hospital or probably get you looked at you know and i'm just like no 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 i'm fine i just you know um god was i sore the next day man it was a combination of everything i think all the you know the days worth of uh you know just the, even the small wipeouts earlier in the day this the getting down and getting up stuff but you uh, end up feeling it when you're snowboarding even if you're not falling I mean, I get shin splints sometimes. It's a pain in the ass. I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while, but when I it, do it, I enjoy it. I like the I like the the, the the chatter you hear from these guys. They're like these dudes. You're like, yeah, man, I did that fakie. Oh no, man, I thought I tried backside. You know, and they're like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, fuck it, I just did it, and I didn't fall over mostly for a while. And then it didn't work after that. But feels good when you don't fall over. It's when good. You stay up on that board. I yeah. don't even need to get airborne. I mean, it's nice when you do. Uh, I don't like going through the like uh, what do you call those things moguls. Yeah, the, 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 that sucked. That's really unpleasant. I don't know who enjoys that. Yeah, this, this on a snowboard. Yeah, they didn't have much of that going on for the snowboard area. They had kind of an area that uh, was not that you had to stay there or anything, but they had some stuff obviously that was set up for just for the snowboard people. Some of the little uh, bowls and I don't know what they call that stuff, but they had a, a rail thing and some right. sort of stuff set up. Which and there were some of these guys that are. And mostly kids, I guess, that are just amazing. You know, and you're like, oh, right. shit, that was, that was uh-huh. awesome. Look what that kid did. You know, kids are doing flips and all kinds of stuff like that. And, yeah. First first time I ever did it, it was probably in the mid to late 90s. I did it with my friend Evan, and he was pretty good. And we went up to Hunter Mountain in uh, New York State. Uh, it, it wasn't too far, upstate New York. And uh, skiing in the Northeast, particularly in New York and parts of New Jersey, the snow is not soft. It's not a powder. It's kind of icy a lot of the times. And um, man, I hated it. It was just one day of me constantly falling onto my coccyx bone, and it fucking hurt. And it was my (laughs) back hurt, my ass. I was like, I'm never, never going to do that again. And I never really enjoyed skiing. It just wasn't fun. So it wasn't until, God maybe like 10 years later that in in the mid to late 2000s that i started doing it with my family and we drove up to um to canada to mont tremblant and i took a lesson and it was early in the morning i think the guy was like a romanian guy there's a guy roughly my age beard I mean, it was like me if I were Romanian and cool um, (laughs) and uh, knew how to snowboard. And basically went up to the top of the mountain, and we just took it slow, and he went down with me, and it made such a difference. It was like, okay, he was able to teach me basic things, and it was all about, like, you know, obviously your balance, but it's like your core. It's all core, you know. It's like, and, and once you can figure out, which way to move, how to stop, what to do. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, this is not that hard. But I think it's a little bit disconcerting when you're locked. You're locked into this board. 
strange feeling but you know it, you're, yeah. it's kind of the same thing though with regular skis you're locked in hard to something but you have a little right more. but the, the two are separated though you have right. one like here and you can kind of go this way and that way you can kind of turn in slow down like i feel like there's i don't know less room for error because it's like if you get caught up on that board and you're trying to go one way with one leg and the other leg and you're not using your core you're, oh fuck yeah. like i've had the board go right out from underneath me and i'm like oh and i knew it was happening and, I fucking yeah that There's sucks you know? times where you really got to commit to that spin thing just you know just you know, I'm, right yeah. yeah i'm not even embarrassed by it it's just like oh man i suck i i have video i have gopro video of me taking a fall going to the mountain i should tweet it out it's um it's pretty bad it's just me <laughs> like fake snow is coming through and it's kind of cool and i'm going through it and then it's just like and i just tumbled it's just like and i just ate snow and it fucking hurt too i hit my head so hard oh yeah you can yeah well people die doing like, it so it's, yeah i didn't i didn't die i didn't die i didn't have a concussion yeah I, I, don't, I don't think i did either i think i was just like i said i think i yeah. wind knocked out of me for the most part but yeah what are you gonna do yeah you know who died that day when i took that tumble dave 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 that was the end of dave no no more dave he doesn't do anything anymore because of that accident that fall he took on the mountain up in killington the day we lost dave um so yeah so snowboarding you think you'll do it again I don't think so. I don't know. I don't really? Know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I I used to. I like skiing. I used to. I used to ski uh, a lot. I had a friend that uh, that moved out to Utah. He and a, a or two of them actually, two guys from high school that I knew. They uh, ended up going out. They were in Utah in the Salt Lake City area, and they uh, were they took a, a little jaunt up into the mountains, sort of northeast. Yeah, northeast of uh, Salt Lake City, uh, near a town called Heber City, kind of out by the Pro area and uh, they as they were driving along they, they found this uh, the, the story was and this road that they were on used to be the main highway it was very, a highway it was very well traveled and then they, when they put the interstate uh, across through that area some of the uh, bigger roads uh, this road became kind of like uh, not necessarily abandoned but it was much less traveled anyway along this road which runs right along the Provo River which the Provo River runs uh, basically like a whitewater river all year long. It's it's not real deep in most spots, but um, it's probably about 30 feet wide at this area where where they ended up uh, living, and uh, it's uh, it's really gorgeous. That's where the um, Sundance Ski Resort is up there, mm-hmm. and uh, the, uh, the Provo Film Festival is held up there. It's it's just beautiful. The Uinta Mountain Range, which is some of the, I think it's maybe the highest peaks in all of the Rockies, are are there in Utah. On. It's just gorgeous, and I think that yeah, probably Salt Lake City would be maybe the biggest ski destination in the United States, if not for the the Mormon thing. The people get kind of thrown off by all of that, and it's not you know, it's not a party uh, it's not a party state. It's they got some weird laws and things like that. But anyway, uh, Jeff and Kevin, the buddies of mine. As they were taking this uh, road trip and going up uh, into the mountains, they discovered that, well, they came along, there was this uh, old diner that was along the side of the road. It was obvious that it was kind of open yet. There's kind of like a blinking neon diner sign there that's kind of broken. It's kind of just run down place. And uh, so they're rolling there, and there's this old woman named Leota. 
that is uh, lives in the there's like an apartment that's connected to this diner yet and she uh, will still make you uh, at this point she was still making some meals for people but not too many people blew through there and she was living there her husband had died uh, some years before and she was living with a couple of cats in this old diner it was sort of a combination of a she uh, she had it was like a bar sort of they had a pool table in there and a couple of games and and uh, whatnot but it was her running the place herself living out there by herself and so she had these uh, fishing cabins I think there were like seven or eight of these cabins that were along the river and they were very rustic just uh, like log cabins with uh, uh, they didn't have bathrooms uh, no running water just you know just really uh, the real thing and probably I don't know as far as the elevation where this is at it was really high up in the mountains uh, uh, some of those peaks in the Uintas I think are like 14.5 or something like that they're, it's, it's up there Mm-hmm. So anyway, they end up uh, renting a, a cabin from her, and they end, uh, ended up uh, staying. Actually, Kevin, uh, Kevin Kelly, he uh, ended up. Uh, Leota ended up at one point years from there. Uh, she ended up uh, willing the the ground to him, and he took all of the uh, wood. He tore down the, the cabins eventually, and the diner, and built a house out there, a, a big house uh, along the river. Which was uh, I never saw that house, but I, it was described to me as uh, being quite a place when he got done. But. Um, so they had these cabins that they were living in out there and they were basically just kind of ski bumming it they would go up to uh they would go up to the up to sundance at um you'd say you'd you'd roll up there about five o'clock in the afternoon or something like that and you could bum ski passes from people it would bring along a little wire cutter thing and um you would just cut their pass off with the little wire deal off their coat and then you'd attach to your own you could go skiing on their pass for the rest of the night it was pretty common though a lot of people did that and they didn't really seem to care much at the at the uh, at the uh, at Sundance, they didn't really care, but um, we didn't check so much. So we we did a lot of skiing that way. I went out there a couple times, stay out there. It was it was uh, uh, just gorgeous. The snow would come down, powder sometimes like two feet a night, um, eight or even more. It was just a, a beautiful place. And they had there was a uh, th- during the summer. Uh, they had, uh, with some friends, had um, along the Provo, in the Provo River there, they had dammed up one side of the, of the uh, river so that they built this, uh, basically created a pond uh, that was uh, about probably eight feet deep. Uh, that was, uh, there was a, a real flat area right above the river. That was, there was a cliff right above this pond. That was, uh, the cliff was only about four feet high, but on that flat area they uh, built a sweat hut up there. And without a, uh, they made took boughs from trees and created this like teepee thing, and they wrapped it in plastic, and then put a bunch of uh, of like pine boughs all around it and everything. And they made this uh, lasana sweat hut thing there, and you could get in the sweat hut, and they, it was just super, super, you know, like a sauna would be, super hot in there. But you could dive out a slit. Uh, out of the sweat hut thing and dive into that pond in the river and we'd do that in the middle of the winter and uh, that was like stop your heart it was like crazy but um, gorgeous gorgeous area and we'd go out there and ski for um, uh, you know just I stayed out there a couple weeks a a couple of times it was uh, it was quite a place it was was gorgeous and anyway so yeah Utah I I would love to go out there and ski again I love snow skiing but yeah, yeah I've, want, I've wanted to go west for a while, whether it's Colorado, Utah, or um, the um, Utah. I just tried to <laughs> mute my... Did you hear that? Did I did hear, hear you say Utah cough? twice. I heard Utah, Utah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just tried to mute. I don't know what I said. No, I've, 
I'm getting texts on my computer. There's too much going on. Um, You've got a lot of alerts going on. And anyway, yeah, I wanted to go out there because the uh, I've never really s- skied or been on a snowboard in powder. Oh yeah, that's a different thing altogether. And uh, I, I, I wonder what that would be like the snowboard because I, where I was at the other you know last week, I was yeah, it was not powder at all. So I don't know. That'd be harder, I would guess. You know, skiing's harder on powder. It's different anyway, for sure. But um, it's funner. But I, I think it tips up and you know all that stuff. But yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. But uh, haven't been back out there in a long time, and I, I would love to go see okay. Utah. If you uh, yeah, if you want to see some, uh, and there's probably I don't know like seven or eight really nice places within a very short drive of Salt Lake City that uh, you could go check out. But uh, Colorado's got its fun too, so I don't know where I'd go. It's interesting. Yeah, I've never been out that way, but uh, one day, one day, and whatever happens, I'm not going to come anywhere near Iowa and meet you. I'm going to tell you that right now because I'm not right ruining over. this thing right here. I'll meet Dave. Dave and I will hang out, even though he didn't do a fucking damn thing for this fucking show. Yeah, I want to know who that guy is that called him. I like when people do their own thing. You know, <laughs> not helping out. I'm letting that all. motherfucker know that at some point we're going to get real calls, okay? Not your own little shtick. And there's not going to be any time <laughs> for us to take those calls unless we get into a mood. And if Dave starts pulling his weight, maybe we'll take that uh, call and we'll be like, hey, you know what? Dave does everything. You don't know fucking Dave because he's behind the scenes, okay? That motherfucker earns his fucking weight and motherfucker. Can be like, um, Dave, Dave, get your own fucking blanket for it. You know, you don't, you know. You don't get any of our shit here. John's there. Mm. He's got John's got his cat from the uh, Paula Abdul video. He's just hanging out. <laughs> Two motherfucking. That's right. I take one step forward and one step back, and then I go. I don't know what I do, but I'm fucking Paula Abdul all up in this fucking motherfucking shit. <laughs> I don't I got, even know. What I've got this theory. You know, I've been reading a lot about, and people have been talking about the the uh, AI stuff and uh, sex robots. You've, you've probably I know you're reading a lot about that I'm sure it's on top of your mind they're, they're building these fairly realistic looking robots that they're gonna sell. whoa wait 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 sex robots are getting good I, better I've, I've been seeing some pictures of some stuff and they uh-huh. you know they look uh, they look more realistic but mm-hmm. I, I think and here's what I here's my bold prediction about all of this I think there may be a very short period of of time where people actually um, are interested in sex robots it, it, this may actually happen uh, and you know it might be kind of a big thing. It could be it could be the bit Bitcoin of of the month. It could be one of those kind of things. But what I think is going to very quickly replace that in mm-hmm. no in no time flat is somebody is going to come out with robots that cook chef robots, and people are going to go, should I get the sex robot or should I get the robot that can really fucking cook? I want the robot that can cook and gives a pretty mean blowjob. <laughs> Even if it's like a fucking dude, if it's even if it's a dude chef, like Mario Batali dude chef, a little bit heavy, if it gives a mean blowjob and cooks for me, fucking it is a win-win. Like right, like boom. Why does it have to be just one thing? 
gonna be like, I've been me. listening to this podca- podcast by Gimmick Media called The Pitch. And it's just like the Shark Tank, and they pitch these things. And all the fucking investors, they go like, well, this tracking device that you want to put on kids, why would you just want to put it on kids if it's the best technology and the battery lasts longer? Why wouldn't you want to put it on luggage and whatever, whatever? And the guy's like, no, I'm focusing on children, and here's why. And I'm like, no, let's not focus on sex robots. Cooking robots that also will give you sex, right? Like, so... Bend over, Dave. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Dave needs to do more. My sex robe, my cooking sex robot, Dave. Because the marketing there would be fantastic, you know? It's like, this is one that actually fucking makes you good food and sucks your dick. It swallows, too, because there's a repository, and it gets rid of it, you know what I mean? This yeah. is this is going to change the fucking world, man. And this, this might be provided to you, possibly. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just got this first thing from uh, my insurance company that is suggesting now, uh, strongly suggesting, they're, they're sending me marketing that I should go um, look at Amazon for, for my meds because Amazon's getting into the, uh, into the drug industry, uh, which I think is going to upset the Apple cart a little bit. I, I really, really believe that. So if the insurance company thinks uh, I should buy a prescription drug through Amazon, it's probably going to, they're going to, Okay, they're going to teach these robot chefs. They're going to be like they're they're going to know how to make the good food. So yeah, your insurance company is going to send you, and they're going to think you need to get laid more often, probably too, because that's good for you. It's heart healthy. So you know, it's possible that uh, your insurance company suggests that you buy Dave your sex chef robot through Amazon. It'll just come right there in two days. You'll have it maybe same day. You're in New Jersey. You get stuff quicker, right? Probably I think too. Amazon will. Yeah, we get it right away. They're going to put it in a storage locker, you know. But the storage lockers are kind of small. Now that Amazon owns uh, Whole Foods, they've got these storage lockers. But they're pretty small, right? Like you can go order your stuff, have it sent to the local Whole Foods, and then pick up your package, right? And Which is great. It's cool. But they don't have enough room for this. So your, sex, your chef sex doll thingy robot like rosie the robot but hot and a great chef is going to be spread out into different lockers <laughs> like, so you have to put it together when it arrives you know what i actually that would be pretty good is is uh, for for me to get like a fake sex robot right you yeah. see put like a gopro some hidden cameras up at the whole foods and i walk up and i pretend to take these boxes out and then i assemble my sex doll right there in front of the fucking Whole Foods. I'd be like, Amazon's the best. <laughs> your, no. your sex robot doll is starting to uh-huh. brew kombucha while you're... <laughs> did, did you notice that... Uh, I don't know if you uh, if you saw my Instagram story when I was down in Orlando, Florida for the uh, this past week for work, the Golf Swing Shirt Company I saw some of gig them. at the PGA Merchandise Show. Did you see the picture of me... I think I made it part of my Instagram story where I was um, at a Hooters. Did you yeah, see that? Yes, I did see part of that. Okay. Yeah. So while, so I went to Hooters twice. And I'm going to tell you something. I really dislike Hooters. So much you went I twice. Fucking, I, <laughs> I have no control over it because oh, okay. my fucking boss wants to go. Let's go for breakfast fucking, and lunch. The first place we stopped, I think, when we got down there was fucking McDonald's. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I was like, how many times do you go to McDonald's per year? He's like, five. I was like, are, are they all on this fucking trip? Because, and, you know, I'm not eating meat right yeah. now. And I go into the fucking but, McDonald's, and 
I'm like looking at the board, and I I especially dislike McDonald's now, not because it's easy to hate on McDonald's, but when I drive for Uber, sometimes I get Uber Eats, and every now and again, I have to pick up for McDonald's, and I get that in my car, and I smell it, and I'm like, it's disgusting. I fucking hate it. No, I don't. I not not anymore. Now it grosses me out. (laughs) Like I don't want to eat. A McDonald's fry. I don't want to smell the food. I don't care if it's fucking pancakes. Because right. at two o'clock in the morning, now that they have breakfast all day, I've had pancakes. I've fucking chicken nuggets. It's just like but when you're what's that? And I hate the when, fucking smell. When you're on the road, though, when you when you're doing those kind of trips, I always figure just all bets uh, are off. I'm eating like fucking corn nuts. Uh, no, yeah. no. You're, I go into these fucking gas stations you, and I look at the fucking number of servings on corn nuts and on fucking. I don't even on nuts. It's too much. If, if you're traveling, it's it's uh, it's like you've stepped into uh, uh, a new it's like it's like uh, the rules are off i mean it's like i you know what i did on the, the last time uh we were on a road trip i swear to god i ate fucking gas station gizzards i had chicken gizzards at a gas Oof. station um i've had boiled peanuts in like georgia or alabama boiled peanuts them, that's fine bought them from i bought them from some toothless dude that was like you know telling stories about the kkk Mixed you know, feelings like, <laughs> about that i mean i would love to hear that story i'd like uh, to so i made that up that's you know <laughs> you didn't make that there was there was no he had yeah. teeth you know he had, yeah, he had thing, tooth he had a tooth no actually it was a woman now that i think about it but uh you should be able to change a story around. I was thinking, I told that story, I don't know if it was the last podcast or one before, I was talking about Catholic school, and I was eating uh, other kids' uh, prunes, and I was eating their, um, uh, what was it? it was something else that the kids didn't like to eat. Oh, it was, was that on this podcast, or yeah, the one you the, do with Dave? See, you're not fucking listening to me. It was, it was, it was <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave heard the story. Dave and I talked about it. It's well established, so, so I don't so I'm listen. Thinking, all right, I was eating the prunes and the sauerkraut, and I did actually do that, and I did actually go to confession afterwards, but I think I'm going to change Oh, I remember confession yeah i think i'm gonna change that story i think i'm gonna change that uh, from going uh, forward when i tell it and i'm gonna and i'm gonna actually um i'm gonna actually use the 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 idea that when i ate that stuff for that for the other kids that they had to say my confession prayers because that would be cooler so i, I was like get, getting done with confession then i'd point at the guy and say all right for her mollies for her hail i can't say it four hail marys for our fathers and then i'd go to recess yeah that would be a cooler way to do it but i actually did sit down and say the, the prayers but i should have as it turned out i should have i should have had other kids i should have been hitting them up for for prayers you say my prayers fucker i'm going out to play on the playground so that i think that's, that's a better story so i think that's what i'm gonna go with we can always change our stories as a matter of fact every week we should tell the same story but just change it and I then had, not even reference it like <laughs> I, and since i don't really listen anyway it's not like i call you out on it so like yo colin you told that story last week and it was different it was like no i didn't listen to it last week i'm not listening to it this week and it doesn't really matter and then we'll just see how long it takes before I, anyone pays attention i was in the grocery store last night with uh, rachel and we ran into a couple that we know and uh, we had been at a uh, dinner party a while back and Bo, the, the the dude of the of the arrangement uh and uh, anyway Bo was uh, saying hey i listened to your podcast a few times and he goes I really yeah yeah and he, He's like, he goes, I think it's funny that you guys don't know that whether you're telling the same story or not. He goes, you guys are always like, did, did I tell that story? Did I? Did, yeah. So does he think it's kind of shtick or yeah, does he, he just didn't he even thought, care? Yeah. yeah he Is he entertained by it? Well, he seemed like he thought that was, yeah, he thought that was entertaining. That we're like, <laughs> it's like, wow. Be like, you know what I want? I want people who like a guy like that who knows you in real life. 
yeah. to think that he can do a podcast. Whether he can or not, I want him to think that he can do a I, podcast. I think it's obvious, uh, and Dave could tell you this, <laughs> a- anybody can do a fucking podcast. That is not 100% true. That is not true. James fucking Altshire, Altshire, he was on that fucking Gimlet, the pitch show um, that I just listened to. I listened to a couple of them today. They, they've been rolling them in on um, on NPR One. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty good show, actually. Um and anyway, I um, and that motherfucker's been all over social media because of his uh, Bitcoin knowledge. Yeah, he's, he's, and for those yeah. who don't know, James Altucher, I, I can't pronounce his name. I think that's it. Yeah, how you said it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put him somewhere around my age in his mid 40s, somewhere turned, between like 45 and 50. Just turned 50. I just saw something. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's just a skinny kind of jewish guy kind, with glasses and crazy hair not he's, like big on top right he's and he, got the jewiest jufro i've ever seen yeah. he's got a big yeah he's got he he rivals my jufro and he um he basically i think he made his money he did some investing he had like an hbo investment or job or something i don't even fucking know how he made his thing but the quality of his podcast and i haven't listened to it in a while was terrible yeah. Fucking terrible! This guy has fucking money. He does. He's now he's. He, I think for a while there he was uh, he was down. He was scratching uh, a little low on the money thing. But he's somehow he he got paid in a lot of stuff in Bitcoin, and now he's he's rolling. So I don't know. Yeah, he's doing well. But uh, yeah, he. I haven't listened to his show. Uh, he's kind of he's he's kind of my um, arch enemy. I think in a way. Uh, I, I I read stuff by him and it pisses me off. And I read stuff and I think he's he's uh, dead on with some things. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. He he. I just I don't know what it uh, what's up with the Bitcoin thing and how he got into it and why his name why he pops up so much. The well, same thing happened with uh, I think Fifty Cent. I read the other day that uh, he uh, saw. Oh yeah, he yeah he. he, yep. he they gave him Bitcoin for something. And he was like, "Yeah, oh, what the fuck is that?" And he, di- he didn't even think about it. And he just accepted some Bitcoin for a partial payment on something. Sat on it. Now, this would be interesting. I know he declared bankruptcy in there somewhere too. I wonder if he was sitting on the mm-hmm, Bitcoin mm-hmm. during that. But now he's he's uh, all of a sudden realized, wait, what is this stuff worth? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got like fourteen million or something. That it was a yeah, it was a stupid amount of money. But the um, so there's a I think I, I recommended an episode of this uh, Reply All which is uh, another podcast and i think it might also be gamelet media it's on npr one again and they the episode that i listened to today was um one of the hosts one of the co-hosts had a friend who's a writer for new yorker magazine and apparently years ago i don't know if she just did it for herself or she wrote a story where she um got some bitcoin about 17 0.61 something bitcoin and to buy drugs on the dark web now i assume it was for a story and also she just wanted drugs um she got some (laughs) molly and some weed some pot and uh she thought that there was some change from it right so the entire episode is the co-host of the show tracking down her bitcoin her laptop was fried so she handed it over to him he had some tech background he went into it he found a bitcoin folder i mean the entire thing the amount of information because the whole thing about bitcoin is you can send it from point a to point b and it can be pretty anonymous and then he got he the, the laptop battery exploded and then he can only get so much information the website where she was pretty sure she bought her bitcoin had gone out of business 
and they were getting sued and they couldn't get any information from there then there was like a bitcoin hunter guy and they actually tracked it down and she unfortunately had no bitcoin left like she had point it was 24 dollars worth of bitcoin it was like point zero 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 two four bitcoin so at one point though 17 dollars would have been over like two hundred thousand dollars so right she, so just 17 you know bitcoin whatever would have been a stupid amount of money but uh but it was a kind ca- of kind if, of a good episode if she would have cashed out at the right right point she would have had that money but she didn't time it right is that what you're saying or well no it, it she just didn't remember it which is one of those things that i guess because of how much cryptocurrency and bitcoin has been in the news and the value of it i guess it kind of sparked that memory of oh i got bitcoin back then and i don't know how much i had but i got it to do this thing i wonder if there's any left you know right and where is it where is it stored she didn't really fully understand it then she didn't really doesn't fully understand it now but they were able to track it down and uh unfortunately there was very little left like again it was like 24 dollars worth which is like Uh, nothing I don't get it. I don't get it. That's, uh, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it might be too late to get Bitcoin, maybe. I don't know. Were we past the, the bit, Bitcoin bubble? It's already gone? Coming I don't down. know. I don't know. I don't know. We're just too... You know, I don't know. I can't really talk about wrestling. I can't talk about uh, video games. I can't talk about Bitcoin. What can I talk about? We can well, talk about Dave. I, I, yeah, Dave. Um, Dave was telling me about his um, his pick for the uh, for the Super Bowl. I was sure. What, what, what are you thinking? What, what are you... Uh, where, how the you Super doing? Bowl? Yeah. The Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, I'm, is there any way that both teams can lose? Uh, well, that's what most of America is hoping now, I think. Um, did, have you, did you watch... Well, let me ask you this. Have you watched an NFL game this year? <laughs> Yes, you did watch an NFL game. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I did. Okay, so I, I guess I did. I watched. Uh, I, I was a um, not many. I, I watched part of. I do. I don't think I've watched an entire NFL game. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just. You know uh, why? Why? Because I fucking took a knee. Fucking bullshit right there. I'm going to tell you, motherfuckers. <laughs> fucking entitled. Just fucking play fucking football. I'm only kidding. I don't really care. Somebody right now has just, just uh, forgotten on that. Like, God, does, just, he really, does he really think that? <laughs> I should John and I are the, I, I should just... <laughs> yeah, one of one of our uh, common ground items, uh, John and I, is that we really don't give a shit about politics too much. So, Well, uh, yeah, you know, I go back and forth. I mean, I don't care about it. I... I, I, I I you know I, don't, I I I hate to say that I hate all of them because I really I'm not a big fan of either either party. Yeah, I, I could go there. No, nah, I just I, I, it's it's just getting to a point where I'm fed up with the the Republicans bullshit. I'm fed up with the, the Tam- Democrats bullshit. I listened to a story on it um, on uh, NPR This American Life today about you know, all about the Democratic Party, and it was actually pretty good. It was. Uh, pretty good about how awful the democratic party is and how they have like the one guy who fucking can get a crowd and get people excited fucking bernie sanders and they don't fucking invite him to fucking shit although (laughs) they did play a couple of things where he was going out and and he doesn't need a fucking microphone that guy Someone needs to fucking ride the levels when he's talking. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's just so fucking loud, and he's blowing it out. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's I don't so know. Much. I wonder if, if they trust Bernie to be a, to actually just be a Democrat, that they think he's just going to go off the rails and go go full on. Uh, 
Right, but at least he has a point of view. He has something to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, he's not afraid to say it. You know I, what I mean? It's, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm okay with Joe Biden on the Democratic side. I, yeah, I would have. Uh, I, I can tell you unequivocally, is, is that a word? Uh, something, there's a word like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I would have voted for Joe Biden. I, I couldn't vote for, I couldn't vote for Hillary. I couldn't vote for uh, Trump. So, um there you go. But I would have voted for Biden. Just I've always kind of thought he was a straight shooter, and I don't agree with everything he says. But he was—he made more sense to me than either one of those two. Right. Fox News. He, he seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Like he, not that that yeah. matters. Like not that that has anything to do with what I want in a guy, but yeah. in a in a candidate. But uh, I don't know. I uh, I don't need to have want to have a drink with the guy. Yes, but uh, I, I think know. what's I think what still is a lot of people are missing uh, being here in Middle America. It's it's more evident maybe than it might be on the coast. Is um, a lot of the things that people are railing about um, Trump, the things that are bad about him, whatever whatever it is that you say, um, that a lot of times is the argument that I think the Trump backers, the tr- people that are still excited about Trump, and there are uh, they are there, and there there's a lot of them. And I think the reason they're excited about it is for the very reason that people are saying is is the bad thing. You know, they they talk about whatever the hell it is. And it, if you're on Twitter, you're like, oh my God, this is like, you know, this has got to be the opinion of all of the world because, or or you know, a lot of the news uh, outlets n- slant things so much in the other direction uh, that you really lose sight of what uh, is really going on in in the real world, which is there are still a bunch of people uh, that are e- exactly the polar opposite of what of what you see. Um, that uh, as an example. I'll give you this. Uh, um, when that whole shithole thing came along, that whole shithole comment. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd, I'd seen it all on on Twitter. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. everything I read was, you know, how could he? You know, this is the worst thing in the world. And you know, yeah, everybody was. It was everything I was seeing was um, adamantly speaking out against it. And uh, you know, okay, that's that's fine. Speak out against it. Uh, uh, and um, I wasn't seeing any positive support for those comments. Um, when I was online, I was looking at uh, there's a, there's a, a, a Twitter. Uh, whatever there's a group on twitter there's somebody on twitter it's called uh i think it's breaking 911 news or something like that mm-hmm. and uh they just do they don't have an agenda they really don't seem to have an agenda they just did whatever if it's a news story they they just link to it and so they have you know here's the, the latest whatever and um they don't editorialize uh, much although you might say a few they put a poll out there that sort of is editorial uh, in and of itself but and they did on this. They said, um, were you offended by the uh, Trump's shithole comments? And it was yes, no, or not sure. Uh, this was, and they left it up. They pinned it to, to the top of their Twitter account, and they left it there for quite a while, maybe a, a week. And they ended up getting, I don't know, by the time it was all done, I think they ended up with like um, 70,000 people shared it, and um, a lot of people voted. I don't know what the final numbers were, but um, if you added the... Uh, don't care with the not sures it was like 73 percent so only 27 percent of people had their nose out of joint over it according to that poll which to me seemed pretty about as fair how as many it, people uh like 70 what percentage well i think it got shared 70,000. so i'm guessing um, maybe uh, say uh, it was it was edging towards i think about um and you might this might not be completely accurate but i think the poll was edging towards like a hundred thousand people that answered uh, in some f- manner, and about uh, altogether, only 27% said they were offended by it. 
out of a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And and this was to me because this wasn't a CNN, this wasn't a Fox News, this wasn't any of those types of places. It was a it was a, a organization that I think is about as um, as straight in the middle of being um, non biased as you can get. And the and the idea that a right-wing person uh, would share this as quickly as a left-wing person would share it. Um, so uh, looking at that, I'm like, and I'm, so to me, that was a, a, a way to look at um, what, you, what you see on the media is not necessarily what you get. So, Well, no, it's not. It's, yeah. it's not. And you know, I was, when I was traveling down in Florida, uh, on the way back, um, we were in uh, Savannah, Georgia, and uh, staying at like a Comfort Inn Suites, and we were having breakfast before we hit the road uh, on Saturday. And um, my boss, Ray, was there. And I don't know if he's an independent. I don't know. Uh, he's probably fiscally conservative and leans more towards being Republican. But uh, he said that he was sitting there and CNN was on. And he said, uh, he mentioned that there were like nine negative Trump stories, something like that. And then one good story about the flu. And that was it. And yeah. it was like, and he, it annoys him. Now, again, I'm not like, I, and I just said, basically, I don't give a fuck how many negative stories there are about Trump because like, fuck that guy. And I mean, and I know he's the president. And then sure. I thought to myself, you know what? When fucking, when Trump, well, again, when, when Obama became president, um, you had Fox News and you had fucking Hannity and you fucking had Rush Limbaugh and yeah. all those other yeah. fucking guys. Yep. Did not have one positive fucking thing to say about, about Obama. And again, I, I'm not saying it's the same, it, but there's a similarity to it. And I'm not saying that two wrongs make a right. And I'm not saying that's what's happening, but it's just fuck that guy. Well, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't, they, know, I don't know. It's it, 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 I don't. I don't. For anybody to think I, that um, any one of those organizations are not biased is like I don't know what you're smoking. Of course they are. Yeah, I don't know what you're yeah. smoking. If you if you if you predominantly get your news from. Uh, either of those sources, or, or like, I've, there's been times where on Twitter I want to retweet something. I look down and I'll go, okay, it's from Fox News, or I look down and I go, okay, it's from CNN. I'm not going to retweet that. I'm not even, I'm not even going to believe it after that because I don't think either one of them are. Uh, they're they're just too di- disingenuous in what they do um, in, in different be, different directions. But yeah. But, but my, so I remember we were talking. I was talking. I was having this conversation with uh, Ray, my boss, the guy that I work for, the Galsing shirt guy, and we were. Talking to him, and we we had we were talking about the the shithole comment, and and then he sort of he said he was kind of annoyed by it when he first heard it too, and then he thought about it, and then he and then he said he he understood though what Trump was probably trying to say. Now here's the thing that we shouldn't need to try to understand what he was trying to say. The point is he's a not a great communicator, always. Or maybe he's a great communicator and he's doing exactly what he wants to do. Um, but it is the idea of we, we don't want that country's problems, right? So it's not like the, a Haitian is a shithole person or a shitty person or a thing. It's just like we don't want those types of problems that they have in Haiti, right? But I think he needs to do better with how he communicates. Oh, yeah. he's, he's And not an be so remiss in, in the way he talks about certain things and, and people. Yeah, he's an ass. You know, and I even take it further than than that. I Even going back to when, uh, and I'm not sure who the first president was that did this. Might have been, uh, maybe it was George W. Bush. I don't know. But I don't think presidents should even be on, t- on a talk shows. I, I think, like, um, and I would 
Clinton. Clinton was on a talk show. Okay, big Clinton, time. Okay, so maybe it was Clinton. So Andy, as a presidential candidate, I mean, he was on the. Uh, well, they. Could I don't maybe, know. I couldn't tell you the first. They could one. maybe be on like the uh, you know the Meet the Press type things on Sunday morning, but I mean, as far as like being on uh, you know the 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 late night talk show stuff and trying to you know apply that whole thing. Yeah, too, um, too late. To, for me, yeah, I know it's too late. But for me, that okay. If and it's maybe it's a dumb analogy, uh, but um, if you look at the the, the Brits, uh, you know, would would the the royals, would the aristocracy, would they uh, do something like that? Would actually would uh, would their uh, even would their elected officials do do stuff like that? Maybe not. And I don't know. Maybe they don't have any talk shows over there to do stuff like that with. But um, I don't know. But uh, to me, it just it demeans the 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 whole office when you've got somebody speaking like that. It, to me, it also demeans the office when you got uh, somebody you know uh, playing jokes on late night TV um, I, I just think you know let's take those people and, and raise them up a notch and and uh, expect something different out of them than the rest of us I, I truly believe that it's like uh, uh, have some goddamn class motherfucker yo but Trump <laughs> keeps it real yo that, that motherfucker's got balls <laughs> yeah. yo he just tells it like it is yeah. he ain't afraid of no political fucking correctness bullshit you know i don't know of Fuck. anybody or anything that comes from what third generation wealth that's not just a complete fucking douchebag uh and uh, he yeah he's uh, but we elected the fucker president and the reason we elected the fucker president is because hillary goddamn clinton was the other fucking candidate come on give me a break you gotta be kidding me so yeah no it's bernie sanders bernie sanders fault she ruined it he ruined it for hillary yeah. dave dave that's voted for bernie that. i didn't vote for bernie but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, Dave. Dave's an asshole. Dave voted like four times. Yeah, everywhere. He yeah, goes. he's yeah, he's 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 registered all over the place. He's, Dave's doesn't do shit except fuck everything up. He's voting right the now. Fucking probably. election. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we. So, go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna right. say I I was uh, gonna tell you Woody Harrelson was uh, blew through town here uh, last week. Oh yeah. Why? Why come? Uh he, uh, he, I don't know why he chose uh, Iowa City, which is uh, real close to where I live, but um, Woody was uh, there uh, showing uh, the, uh, uh, I guess this is a film that he did, um, he, I don't know if you knew this, he did a live film, one, one take, uh, one camera, one take, an actual full-length film last year. Uh, mm-hmm. that he, he, Sounds he, interesting. He streamed it live. A hmm. uh, thing called Lost in London, which was a an actual story about something that uh, happened to him in London, hmm. and uh, Owen Wilson and Willie Nelson, I guess, uh, are both in the film, and, hmm. and uh, so he uh, he did that sometime last year, and then uh, he actually uh, apparently they did some uh, some work on it afterwards, adding some you know overdubbing music and some things like that, and and uh, that sort of thing, and he came through town to. Uh, to uh, show it to the public for the first time in Iowa City. They were asking him, why'd you come to Iowa City to do this? And he was like, I, I really don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> he was seemed completely, I saw the interview, he was like, he seemed completely mystified. Like, I'm, I'm really not it sure. It sounds like a good concept. Yeah, he's not. Woody Harrelson has to get through a wild and illicit night in London and take his family to the Harry Potter set <laughs> to prove he's not a deadbeat dad. <laughs> But yeah, Owen Wilson and Willie Nelson in it. Yeah. So, um, and it's apparently going to be released soon or somewhere in theaters. Something that you'll be able to check it out. But uh, yeah, seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, four out of five. Uh, the Guardian in the UK, seven point nine out of ten. Interesting on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, release date January nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. I don't know where it's gonna. 
be available. They asked him some other stuff. They asked him, uh, they asked him about uh, like some projects he'd been in. Uh, and kind of was just, I was hoping somebody would ask him. Uh, I don't believe they did, but they, I was hoping somebody would ask him about uh, uh, the thing he did, the uh, HBO uh, uh, series uh, that I've talked about, the cop thing. Um, but anyway, he uh, he said that uh, Zombieland is uh, likely that they will do some sort of a follow-up, uh, some sort of a Zombieland 2 or whatever they're going to call that. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, he uh, had a good interview. You know, he's well, there was, you know, Steven Soderbergh, right, the the director? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his first feature uh, sex lies and videotape back in, like, 92, whatever. Pretty great, actually. But So he's gone back and forth with where he's going with his filmmaking career. And a uh, guy that I know, went to college with, and know from the film industry in New York, um, he he's the location manager on um, the Nick, which was the one with um, that was on uh, Showtime um, and a few other things. He uh, posted an article about uh, working with with him um, on a film that was shot entirely on an iPhone. And apparently, I got to read this article where Steven Soderbergh is saying like he's going to shoot his films on iPhones. Now I don't know if he's going to do that, but I kind of like that he just is looking at things differently and saying, "I want to do this. I want to do this now." Right? Who's to say it has to be this thing? You know, you've got uh, Christopher Nolan who directed the, you know, um, what's that one? Uh, the Batman Returns movies and uh, Return of the Batman. 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 Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, the fuck movie did he do? Did Christopher Nolan, the British guy. Yeah. He wants to shoot entirely on film. And now you've got like Steven Soderbergh's like, fuck it, I'm going to shoot on an iPhone. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, Tarantino cool. did uh, something, didn't he, on that last one on film? Uh, I think. Something well, he shot He shot on 70 millimeter film for uh, The Hateful Eight. Right. Yeah, which like, I still haven't uh, seen. i got to get around to that someday. It's so good. I mean, you see that movie and tell me what you think. I love it. i got to watch it again. But... Um, yeah. Anyway, I. Oh, man. This flu's killing me, man. It's killing me. I don't even know. I feel like I feel like again another episode where I don't know what the fuck I said, what I talked about. I didn't listen to Dave. <laughs> I never listened to Dave, but I didn't listen to you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.